understand how you know how I feel. Oh my god. Sun in the sky, you know how I feel. Reach drifting on by, you know how I feel. It's a new dawn, it's a new day. It's a new life for me, yeah. It's a new dawn, it's a new day. It's a new life for me. Ooh, 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 ooh. And I'm feeling I did not realize that she was going to throw 40 seconds of stank over the top of that. <laughs> yeah, that was... <laughs> I just the thought, dog didn't like any of that. I thought we were just coming in with the new dawn, a new day. I didn't realize there was a whole preamble to that. I thought I thought we were doing like the walk. I thought we were on the Walking Dead. That's what that was happening. Like this is the Walking Dead podcast. That's what I thought we were doing. Hi and welcome uh, to the Harder Brunch podcast. I'm your host Dyke Michaels. With me as always via social distancing, my co-host Chris King. Hello. Hi. And a very special guest on the line today, uh, Lexis Gillen. Lexis, how you doing? I'm doing good. Good to be here. Welcome to the program. Thank you. Uh, so we're, we're doing things a little differently <laughs> for the foreseeable future. Uh, this is going to be uh, the new normal. We're all getting used to it. So uh, we're uh, all brunching at home our individual homes and to uh, try to bring everyone together an idea of maybe for the next couple weeks, why we have to do or for as long as we have to do this about throwing a uh, kind of a staple brunch item out there and then everyone cooking it uh, from their homes. So this week we did French toast and um, Alexis, I've seen yours. Yours looks amazing. I'm not seeing Chris's yet. I'm curious. Oh Thank God. You. <laughs> I'm super worried about it. So, uh-huh. <laughs> sorry, that's my phone volume. Okay. okay, okay, I can't look at videos on that. Um, but yeah, tell us, explain, explain your uh, French toast, Alexis. Um, okay, so my French toast is actually I just uh wanted to use a waffle maker, so I did. It's um, it's banana flour waffles. Um, made into French toast with uh, a beet and cara cara orange reduction on top. What made what made so, you go, what made you um, go beet? <laughs> um, well, in these times, we're going through what's in our, <laughs> what's in our <laughs> refrigerator, and I happen to have beets, and I was like, you know what? I don't cook with beets enough, so beets happened, awesome. and they were a good choice. Yeah, it looks great. Thank you. Uh, how about you, Chris? How'd yours turn out? <laughs> oh, man. So uh, a couple things happened. I went to the store this morning because somebody, I, I don't know who did it, and I, I like to shout, I want to shout them out as we're doing this podcast. So whoever posted the donut, mm-hmm. the donut French toast, uh, I don't know who that was, but it looked amazing. And I was going to make French toast, just regular old French toast, but then we get donut French toast coming. Like, well, let's, ridiculous i'm gonna get creative so i went to the store which was what's the movie with will smith where he's the 
Last Man on Earth or whatever it is. I Am Legend? Essentially a mix. I, yeah, yeah, that's what it was like. It was like I Am Legend, except that all the zombies are in the grocery store and they're nowhere else. Uh, so <laughs> that's, that's where they all are. Uh, that was the Omega Man on my bike. And uh, yeah, so I got stuff. I got everything I needed to make uh, sliders. So I used the King Hawaiian bread to use the to make the French toast, and then I just got I got ham or I got pork chops, and then I got sausage, and I'm gonna make like French toast sliders out of that. And I'm making them right now as we're talking. Okay. And I realized when I got back that I didn't have any butter. I didn't pick up butter, so I used <gasps> olive oil. Which, like as a chef, I'm sure you understand why you're not supposed to do that uh, because <laughs> it cooks too fast, and now everything's burnt. So I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how it's going to look. <laughs> so I'm sure they, they I tasted it. Look at that. Now we got dueling dogs. Oh, fun. Um, that's fun. Um, they, I think they tried, tried the bread. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, I don't know about the pictures. I'm worried about how the pictures are going to look. I'm very excited so for we'll these see. photos. <laughs> I, I cannot wait. I'm trying to take pictures as I'm like cooking things too. But yeah, you'll, you'll see. I'll send them. It's not not the best it's not the best looking it's not going to be the best looking picture we've had on on our instagram if, if, if it makes it onto the instagram we made it say like oh i don't want to do that okay in the uh in the apocalypse everything gets burnt and everything's terrible including <laughs> <Carter Brooks. laughs> so. we, we may just have to have a new segment going on uh from now on where chris just cooks something and we just compare it you know just like a simple thing <laughs> that would just be that would just it would just be like uh uh, nailed it is all it is. It's just hey, here's what it's supposed to look like. The bike does it, and then and then I'll do it, and it'll be sideways and burnt, and it'll be nailed it. Uh, so my French toast. I'm I'm looking at the photos I took earlier. Uh, I I t- oh, we we always take the food outside to get that natural light, and take photos of it. Um, yeah, yeah. And I realized that it was very windy, so I was trying to do like a slow motion drip <laughs> with the, the the syrup that I made. At the end of it, it just starts spraying yeah. into the wind everywhere, and I think you can hear me curse. <laughs> uh, and then, uh, yeah, mine's not nearly as colorful as some of these submissions. We we we've got like uh, Lex's yours is very very bright purple, uh, very colorful. Uh, we had one uh, listener who did a whole like visual like editing montage with like music. <laughs> so it was it's pretty amazing. These are all in the, uh, in the Insta stories. You can go check it out. And I believe there's still people that are going to be submitting um, uh, throughout the day. So hopefully we'll have those all up uh, by the end of the day, Sunday. I did a uh, pineapple theme. So mine's not super colorful, but uh, it was pretty tasty. I had all those, uh, I had that whole box of cornflakes. So I did a cornflake encrusted French toast. And uh, then the rest of it was kind of pineapple themed. So I did... Um, I did like a pineapple, like a pineapple chutney with, uh, I have a plantation pineapple rum as well. So I kind of mix that, uh, the rum into the pineapple syrup and then added maple syrup to it and just kind of drizzled that all over the place. And then, uh, I actually made a uh, pineapple ice cream and topped it off with a little, little scoop of pineapple ice cream. Wow. So, uh, yeah, yeah, these, these brunches are not nearly as uh, exciting when you're just explaining them to <laughs> People, no one's eating it with you. <laughs> so yours is good. Yeah, yours is good. Cool. All right. <laughs> Next song. Cool. 
but, uh, yet, so we don't know. but uh these are the you know the times that we're living in uh alexis you are a longtime service industry worker you've probably done every job that there is in the business haven't you I have now rounded out my resume and I have done every job <laughs> well, in the rest of the industry. <laughs> yes, uh, 17 years, I believe. Uh, no, 16 years. So 16 years. Uh, this week, actually. So crazy. Well, happy um, anniversary. Yeah, 16 years in the industry. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, that's my thing. And uh, you've you've done front of the house, back of the house, front of house, back of house. Uh, most recent position, I was doing, um, I, I guess, working on the salad line and doing prep uh, in the last kitchen I was in. So, so as you know, as we all know, the service industry was hit hit pretty hard last week, um, or I guess what well, going on two weeks now. Um, yeah, most people have either uh, lost their jobs or had their hours uh, deeply redacted. Um, what, how, how has the, uh, how has the, the world situation uh, affected you? Um, so <laughs> the timing on this was, I know, terrible for everyone, but I was actually getting ready to start another position. Um, and it was a, managerial position and really looking forward to it i was supposed to start on tuesday the 16th and as we know on the monday the 5th was it no tuesday the 17th so monday the 16th is when they they took us down to uh the stay-at-home order so i did not get to did not get to start that job so um luckily i still had my part-time job that i hadn't had my last day at yet so i was technically employed um so what that's done for me is it's uh pretty much the same as everybody else it's a waiting it's a waiting game like we don't know what or when mm-hmm. so and uh you have been um jo- joining the the war effort so to speak with all this uh newfound free time uh you want to tell us a little bit about that yeah um during during this transition, I've, I've always been a person that has multiple jobs and multiple things going on at one time. Um, and I just needed, needed a new task, needed something to do. So I waited a couple of days and, um, started looking, looking for things to do. And one of the things that I heard about was that we were really low on masks and that the, uh, healthcare industry needed them immediately. There's just not enough in the world. So um, I actually said, one of my friends was like, okay, well, as soon as they call us up to start making masks, I'm going to make them. And that was like, said that to myself and or to him. And then I thought about it and I was like, you know what? I should start looking to see if they're doing it. And lo and behold, yeah, the next day um, I found an article saying that they are accepting homemade masks in, uh, in our city. And I decided that I should get out the sewing machine and I'm going to, I've taken down the drapes and all the things that turned into a, a war mission. Wow. Making masks. 
And then, so when you when you do that, have you have you made your first delivery yet? I, that's what I'm always interested. In. How does that work? Once you make them, and I'm assuming box them all up, then how do they get to the hospital? Well, um, there's they've given us instructions. I haven't delivered them yet because my I have a um, family that's asked for them. So I have like 20 that oh, I'm okay. shipping to Virginia right now. But they um, they've given us protocol for it and. Pretty much all you have to do is make sure you wash them before, and then you leave them at the front, the front door at the, of the hospital. That's what okay. I was told. So. And then are you? And right hospital, now, I think it's. What did you say? You have a specific hospital, sorry, that you're working with. Um, I reached out to the Indie Women in Healthcare um, Instagram account, and she said that they were, and that was the, I believe it's the community um, on 86th Street, I believe, is what she was working through. But um, I actually had a friend reach out to me and ask um, if I donated them yet, and she said, I told her no, um, and she gave me the contact information for Eskenazi. So um, I live downtown, so most of most of my masks are probably going to go there. Okay. I was uh, I was at that hospital, the downtown hospital, and they're not. Mm-hmm. I mean, at least a week ago, they still haven't gotten hit with it, but they were definitely panicked about it and working on it. Yeah. That's... Yeah. They. Go ahead. Sorry. Um. I mean, I I just re- I reached out a couple of days ago i guess it was probably monday or tuesday and um they said yeah they sent me an email telling us that they were finally just now accepting them and there's i guess there's pockets of people that are doing this all over the place and um like there's a couple of groups here that are doing it so yeah well they're they're yeah, desperately desperately needed and that's that's awesome that you're Doing that, and uh, we will post a link where um, you said there was some more uh, information to go along with uh, how, what is it, instructions on how to actually make them and where to send them and all that. Yeah. Yeah. We will, uh, yeah, we'll get those. They have like a database that, they have a database, it's a Word document that I've, I gave you the links to, but they, um, they have like hospitals that have called in or emailed in saying that they need them and it's listed by state. So you go through Indiana, like as can and community, all of those are doing it. And then there's a bunch of others. Uh, I also sent you a photo of Chris's uh, abomination of a brunch um, that he just sent me. Oh, you did it? <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> I'm oh. telling you. Hold on. <laughs> Oh wait, they it's, it's, still they look. it's still Sunday. <laughs> they were they are dark. There it goes. You should have it now. Yeah, I thought it was gonna be a little burnt. Uh wow. That is <laughs> that is something special. Yeah. Uh, they are they are something else, man. It was instant. It was instant because I I put them in the pan just a little bit of olive oil, but olive oil is just way too hot. And so as soon as yeah. the pan started smoking, like, well, there's a fire. Now there's a fire. <laughs> <laughs> is that they're good they're good i'm eating them as, as what you're talking like they're, they're they are still good they just, they just uh they look like i made them with a blue is there a pork in that what is that in the middle 
That's a, there's a little bit of brie on there too. Oh, brie and nice. what's is there meat? What is that? Is that pork? Bacon? Yeah, there's a sausage and then I did like a pork chop, yeah. Oh. Yeah, that would have been good if it wasn't burnt. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like it would have been and then I have I got a couple more that I'm making. I might send you um because I the olive oil obviously all of it burnt up, so I just put them on the standard pan and they look a lot better. So I might take more pictures and send those to you, but yeah. They're they still taste good. They just look I don't know, terrible. Uh I was looking up uh it's weird now when you look up um articles on Eater, you know, before like last week. It's just like all the hot restaurants to go to in Indianapolis. And now it's, yeah. uh, you know, Instacart workers are planning a nationwide strike. Uh, I've heard um, some. Really? Why? Because uh, they, a, a lot of people that are these uh, essential employees are now, you know, they're, they, people are kind of, well, I should, you know, be getting hazard pay to, to, to go out. I mean, every time, you know, you go outside, you're, risking infection you're de- you're still you know these people these delivery drivers are a lot of times uh i mean i don't think they're doing handoffs to people but you know they're just they're still out in public they're still touching a bunch of you know stuff that's i don't know they're uh they they, they feel that their companies aren't paying them enough hazard pay and that they are not a lot of a lot of places like um i believe the uh garbage garbage men which I totally get. They're saying that they're, yeah. they're, they're not getting, I get that. You know, they're picking up everyone's trash, you know, <laughs> like the stuff that's most, right. most likely to be contaminated. And they're saying that they're not, you know, they're not being give, given the appropriate amount of, uh, you know, gloves and face masks and all that stuff or whatever precautions that they deem necessary. So I, I wouldn't be surprised. I, I, you know, I don't want to be a doomsayer here, but I, I, I think this week is going to be very interesting because one, uh, rent's going to be due for a lot of people on the first. And I think a lot of people are going to have those awkward conversations with their, you know, landlords and, and whatnot. Um, so I, I think that'll be a big thing. And then, you know, we're two weeks into a lot of people being at home, but we're also two weeks into a lot of these essential uh, employees that are, you know, look at doctors and nurses who are running out of, you know, uh, essentials that they need and, you know, people getting burnt out and people probably just being scared of having to go, you know, into work every day. So I- I'm very curious to see what the, yeah. uh, a week from now, where what we're talking about. Right. Well, you know what though, that's, that's the one thing that is, I think the worst, the biggest, at least for me, the, the biggest problem is that they, everybody keeps saying on oh, next week, it's going to be terrible or in two weeks it's going to be crazy. You just want to rip that bandaid off. Yeah. Today, today is the today is bad. Today it's happening. Today it's all bad. Yeah. And that's uh-huh. I think that's to me that's what keeps playing with everybody is that it's just, we don't know when it's going to happen. We're just waiting for that shoe to drop. Um, and obviously it you know it feels like like New York for example it feels like that shoe drop in New York but even now they're still saying oh this is nothing compared to what it's going to be like in two weeks. And I think that's the part that's just the most frustrating. I mean I guess it's all frustrating but part of just. I just really want them to say, oh, all right, now we're at the peak and then we're in it and this is it. Yeah. But there's just always. And now, yeah. Now we're curved, we're, we're curved back towards say. everything's going to be okay soon. Like we're halfway, halfway out. We're, we don't even know where the halfway point is. Right. Also every Monday, it seems huh. like we've gotten more restrictions for the past couple of weeks. So um, it seems like it, around noon on Monday, it's like, you know, 
it gets it gets more and more restrictive, you know. And right. That's what, you know, as they shut down the restaurants and then they shut down, you know, even more stuff last Monday. So I was like, tomorrow is it gonna be like you can't touch yourself at all. <laughs> you can't. Don't let your left hand and your right hand touch. <laughs> your right hand is illegal for touching your left hand. Right hand's gonna be arrested. I, I keep I keep I keep waiting for them to be like uh, you know if you live with somebody you're gonna have to draw like an I love Lucy line down half of the house and you stay on one side and I'll stay on the other yeah um yeah I don't know um all I know is that uh you gotta keep doing the things uh you know keep us busy keep our mind off of it as much as possible keep you know burning French toast. Um, <laughs> laughed, laughed. Tell you more. Did you see that second batch? Did you see that second batch that sent you? It might still be coming in. Still burnt though. They're still, still they're still burnt. It looks like a little burnt mustache. <laughs> it, looks like, it looks like. So yeah. I think I think the secret is you have to keep. I made. I used to make French toast all the time. Uh, but I think the secret is you have to flip it a lot. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> How hot was his pan you started off with? That's what I want to know. I'm good. All of it. I, all the way. All I the, like to, uh, it was all, all the way hot. I had all the way, all the heat, all the way. And then I put a poor little piece of bread on there and it just lit into flames. And then I put it on the, the meat. Are you, are you, sir? Are you, are, is Amy eating this? Are you serving this to people? Yeah. It's good. I promise. It tastes a lot better than it looks. I promise. It's good. I have one more that I'm working on. Because I had a little bit of smoked salmon too, and I'm going to try that on there. But I just oh, nice. really cooking this bread. Is yeah, Am- I got some salmon on the last one I sent you, but that is Amy. Is Amy in the room with you? Yeah. Can you put her on the line for a second? No. <laughs> Why? Yep. What are you going to see? <laughs> I, I don't know. No. We need. We need. We need. To, we need to talk to Amy have- directly here. Okay. 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 Yeah. Okay. Hang on a second. Hang on. Okay. You guys talk amongst yourselves. Let's set her up on. I have a feeling that um, it's terrible. And she's just being real nice. Are you sure? Hang on. Okay. Did you eat yours already, Alexis? Hello. Hello. Welcome to yeah. the welcome to the Harder Brunch podcast. Hey, hey. Hi. Welcome back. <laughs> Hello. I'm I'm I think I'm the the French toast guinea pig. Yeah, that that's really yeah. what I wanted to ask you about because I I got some I got some photos here sent to me, and he said that it's it's pretty good. And I was like, "Are you feeding this to Amy?" And he said, "Yeah, she likes it." And I just wanted you to confirm. He, he doesn't know that I. He wasn't even paying attention <laughs> that I like it or not. <laughs> he can't even see me eating it. I, we just Listen, we, yeah. Here's what I'll say about it. It's it tastes like French toast. Okay. <laughs> does it t- does it taste burnt or does it just look burnt? No, it it looks burnt. Okay. Although I'm I love burnt things, so it actually is. And I don't normally love French toast, so maybe maybe that's why I like this one so much. Okay. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, you right. can understand that. I think you're letting them off easy, but it sounds it sounds truthful. No, it's pretty good. I I support this. Also, I'm not I'm not cooking. I'm I'm being fed right now, so anything oh. is good. <laughs> okay, so it's really more of a, a beggars can't be choosers kind of thing. Yeah, that's pretty much it. <laughs> okay, thank you very much, Amy. Appreciate it. 
You're welcome. I'll get you back. Right. Wow. She <laughs> she is a keeper. You. Uh, you definitely should be marrying her. <laughs> yeah. No, she likes it, Bert. It was nice. <laughs> it's like, oh, it's, it's black. This is what you were hoping for. She's like, she does not have taste buds. And crunchy. <laughs> <laughs> well, if she does, she doesn't have them anymore. <laughs> okay. I no, like, I promise. I promise. It's good. It is. It's a lot better than it looks. Well, the 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 first one looks like it literally fell out of the atmosphere and landed on Earth. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. It looks. It's got ash. It's got ash on it. It looks like little meat and cheese asteroids. Is what it looks like. Oh wow. Uh, yeah, I'm. I I cannot. I literally cannot wait to post this picture. Uh, I'm very excited. This has made my day. <laughs> which one? Which one? The one where they're more black, or the one where they're slightly less black? It's still very much black. Uh, I'm, I, are, I, I'm gonna pick. I'm just gonna pick the worst one. You know, <laughs> I'm not gonna give. I'm not gonna yeah, give I think the that's probably best. Benefit of the doubt. Uh, I think that's that's probably the best way to go. Yeah, that's great. Well, Alexis, thank you very much for joining us. Do you have anything that you would yeah, like? Yeah, thank to, you for everything you're you're doing too. Do you yeah, have, absolutely. Do you have any social media you'd like to plug, or did you anything that you would like to just get out there? We'll put those links up for you, of course. Um, just to, I mean, we'll get through it. This is this is going to be a good thing. Um, there's a, I think there's a, a lot of change and a lot of, um, well, just change in general. I think it's going to be it's going to be hard to change, but it's also going to be good things. Um, we're kind of being shown the holes in the system right now, but. Um, there is a way that you can help out the, the restaurant industry. There's, um, there's a couple of hashtags that you could use, the uh, hashtag save restaurants and the hashtag, um, too small to fail. Mm-hmm. And there's also a petition that needs signed. Um, they're looking for, for signatures. Um, we, we need our voice to be heard. We're a very big chunk of the economy, whether essential or not. So, um, or deemed essential or not, I I believe that we are. Yeah, and, and but uh, both of those links are in the. You got access to them, mm-hmm. right? Well, yeah, we'll make sure to put those up. And it it, it is uh, very. And then nice. like there's also there's also the link that has still been floating around. It's a spreadsheet that has essentially every server front of house, back of the house that's just been affected. Essentially put on, you know, uh, indefinite leave. For this, there's a spreadsheet yeah. that shows every name and then every Venmo or PayPal account. You can just send them virtual tips. Mm-hmm. So, yep. you know, I know I'm saving a lot of money not eating out. Um, you know, we're still ordering stuff, trying to support as much as we can. But, you know, those servers that are expecting those tips, you know, it's an ecosystem, ecosystem that they're expecting those. So if you have time, just go in and, and just donate just a, a little bit to those, especially just to your favorite server. I think that's going to be a huge deal. And I don't know, yeah, if, I don't know if, you, if you guys saw this or not, but uh, Guy Fieri um, is offering, uh, he's uh, a relief fund offers $500 grants to jobless restaurant workers. Have you guys seen that? Oh, wow. um, I did not see that. So no, yeah, we can, we can slap a Google, slap, I'll slap a Google, uh, I'll slap a I'll, link, uh, I'll slap a link up slap a Google. for that as well. But, uh, you know, also Guy Fieri, uh, you know what? Always been a class act. People always shit on him <laughs> just because of that haircut and that 
Whatever, yeah, whatever goatee. He looked. <laughs> he he had a he had a look that he found in 1993 when he heard Sugar Ray and said, "This is my life." And he, the man, stuck with it. He stuck with it. You uh, know, you got to give him that, though. I mean, that's yeah. No, <laughs> nothing, nothing has moved, has blocked or changed his path on the ridiculousness that is his clown in, entire situation. Yep. All right, uh, Lexus. Thank you very All right, much. Thanks, guys. And um, yeah, we, yep. we will uh, talk to you. Talk to you later. Hi, welcome back. Uh, joining us uh, via telephone is our next guest. You know him. You love him, Ryan Raider. Welcome back to the program. It's great to be here. I really hope I get to keep my job after this is over. <laughs> Now, Ryan, uh, oh, if man. if you if you haven't if you have haven't listened to some of our earlier episodes, Ryan is harder brunch famous. Chris King, why don't you 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 love telling the story? Why don't, why don't, why don't you yeah, remind yeah. everybody? So, oh man, I was so I was, was so there. worried Doc was going to tell it. And all right, so right, right, this is let me tell you this. This is how we're going to do it. Every time any new guest comes on, everybody. The, there's a new, you have set a new standard so that every time anyone comes on, we prep them by saying, so listen, this is going to be recorded and then we're going to put it on the air. So people may hear it. So just make sure <laughs> you're talking of what you say. And and I don't I don't give them your name at all, but I said there was a person who did, who was on here who said some things and then their boss heard them and then uh, you know, certain things happen and that person doesn't work at that place anymore. So if you are precautionary sales, <laughs> every single person that comes on now which you know we i think that was my first right i think you were on the first time i ever was the co-host i believe right? so yes. yeah yeah so it was there's a lot of new energy you know just going yeah. i was so excited <laughs> um i was just saying crazy shit um which was true but it was so crazy for me to say it <laughs> on a recording uh and I also just should say that I'm the one who told my boss to listen to it because I thought that right. we were colleagues. And I was very, very <laughs> wrong about our prior, about our power dynamic was totally not. She was very much my boss and very upset. I got fired for doing, I should say, it, I don't like to blame it on the podcast. That's just the funniest way to tell somebody how I lost my job. Yeah. Um, yeah because yeah. there's a, there's a record of me doing it. You know what I mean? Um, I did some other shit. <laughs> I did some other shit over the following week that really got me fired. The podcast was right. just like the, the crosshairs were on me. And uh, yeah. so, I, yeah. And uh, I hey, I really, uh, I'm really happy with my new job that I will not be talking about. Um, <laughs> <so>. <laughs> are you, are you still there? I miss all this. Are you still there or at the place where you're working, which you don't have to tell me. You don't have to tell me. Uh, no, to I'm me, actually, but... um, I've been working at a small grocery store. So despite everything okay. that's been going on, I've, I've still been able to work part time, which has been a huge nice. help. Um, yeah. Okay. And I also work, uh, I mentioned the last time I was there working at Kuma's, I managed to get my job back there, uh, which was oh. great. Um, they all had a big laugh. At, I basically told everyone I work because they're all service industry people too. So they all listen to the podcast yeah. uh, and they thought uh-huh. it was really funny. So. It's 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 it, a, a lot a, a lot has changed uh, since since you last recorded with us. We do have a beautiful uh, podcasting studio with professional uh, equipment now. Uh, unfortunately, because I've co- seen the photos, it looks great. COVID nineteen, <laughs> you can't use any of them. <laughs> but yeah, uh, we can't. What's funny oh, is we oh. we have a we have a great setup, Brian. It's all new. We have really nice. Uh, we have a nice mixer. We have really nice microphones. Uh, but we invite you back on because we're back on the cell phone 
So we so we want to make sure that we never record you in quality sound. <laughs> right. No. I, uh, <laughs> the next time, you know, Dyke and I don't live that far away. We should just get a really long string and a few tin cans and <laughs> yeah, we can just yeah. do it that way next time. Um, no, it sounds great. I wanted to. I wanted to mention that I the last time we did it with just kind of the phone on the table, and I listened to the podcast again before being here with you guys today, and I realized that I was hitting the table for emphasis on my words. So <laughs> <laughs> there was a small like vibration in the background, and I realized, cool, that's something I did know about myself that I hit the table <laughs> like fucking My- Michael Corleone and The Godfather whenever I'm talking. Like, so thanks for thanks for letting me realize that. <laughs> well, well, Ryan, one of the things too is like, uh, not only it was like, I feel like it does add a little bit of credibility to the podcast when we have a guest come over, we have this, you know, professional studio, but then we could also be like, no, look, people have lost their jobs because of this podcast. Right. So I, I'm going to need you to take this <laughs> goddamn seriously. All right. Really? That's it cool. gives the yeah. impression that we have some reach and some weight in what we're doing. It really does. Yeah. And uh, I mean, I had a I had a comic come up and tell me uh, I'm not going to name drop, but it's a very locally famous comic come up and tell me in an open mic about the disclaimer that you have, and that got me more credit in comedy circles immediately than any joke <laughs> I've ever told in my life. Like that was like wow. like I noticed everyone was like, oh, you're Ryan. And I'm like, oh, I wasn't sure I was supposed to talk to you yet. I'm new in town. They're like, oh no, you're funny. And you got fired. <laughs> so that's great. <laughs> Oh my God, I can't. Yeah, that. See, all this, all this makes it sound like we're really, we're really doing something. We're getting people fired, and then people are hearing about those people that are getting fired. Yeah, just wait till you get someone a job. Then you're gonna really, you're gonna have your own like economy. Just you know, employment. (laughs) Well, you know, it's a great idea to have a podcast about comedy and the service industry. Both things don't no longer exist. (laughs) 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 Ah, yeah. Oh, the man. name of this new this podcast is now called Remember When. It's all about <laughs> things that we can't do anymore. So Ryan, uh, we did this. Yeah, you guys remember? Um, uh, <laughs> go ahead. You remember jokes? You remember food? <laughs> you remember jokes about yeah. food? Yeah. Uh, the salt and pepper <laughs> jokes shakers about. on the table. Oh man. So we did this. Uh, that was crazy. We did this French toast challenge, Ryan, and I was told that you had a submission. I haven't. I haven't gotten it yet. Uh, I, I'm kind of doing this intermittent fasting thing, which used to be called skipping breakfast. Uh. Um, so, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to make my French toast as soon as I'm off the line with you because I am starting to get hungry, but I'm the kind of person that can't eat for like the first like three hours that I'm awake. Gotcha. Um, especially if I, uh, especially if I have nothing to do, <laughs> which, uh, like a lot of people, nothing to do. Yeah. I, I mean, um, I mean, I, I, I'm, go ahead. Oh, sorry, I'm not confident enough in my cooking abilities to cook and be on the phone with you at the same time gotcha. because I haven't made French toast uh, ever. So I'm making it for the first oh. time today. Well, don't use olive oil. I haven't made it either. I, uh, I have, uh, I, I had a, oh, I, it while, I did all those things. I made, I made it while we were talking. I made it on the podcast. I burnt everything. Everything was burnt. And then I took pictures of them. I thought they were great. Then there was a trash can in the background. Everything that you can do wrong, I've done. So I set the benchmark very low. I would say, I guess you could say I'm the Ryan Raider of this, uh, this uh, French toast challenge. Cool. I'm, I'm glad that I'm waiting until after the after the call to yeah. make the French toast because I really yeah. would have totally fucked it up if I had to do two things at once. 
no, that's what I did. Well, you can. It's gonna be. It's gonna be an up and slope from what I did for sure. You can. Uh, you can also go into the Harder Brunch Instagram stories, and um, you can see that not only did Chris and myself make some, but our our first guests made some, and then uh, some of our uh, fans from Brunch Nation out there have submitted some. Some with some very <laughs> high quality uh, video editing, like some some somebody made an entire montage of them making French toast, and I, I was more impressed with the video package than I was with the French toast, to be honest. <laughs> and then we yeah, had that that's, uh, that's pretty good. Uh, then we also had uh, Dyke. What, uh, what 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 was your French toast? I'm curious because the last thing the last time I was on, we had pretty amazing food, so I'm pretty curious to see what you came up. What your French toast is. Uh, yeah. So my French toast, um, I had a pineapple and I had some pineapple rum, uh, plantation pineapple rum, which is one Ooh, of my, that's good stuff. yeah, it's It's so good. It's one of my favorite rums. And so I did, I also had cornflakes left over from something. So I did a cornflake encrusted French toast with like a pineapple chutney. And then I also had made a uh, pineapple ice cream. And then I did like a, a a plantation pineapple rum maple syrup, um, like kind of reduction. So it was really good. The only problem is there's no color to it. It's all like brown and yellow. <laughs> so like, like it, ta- it, it tastes <laughs> no, it tasted cool. great, but the the photos weren't good. And then we've been having a uh, we uh, kind of a recurring uh, guest on who uh, is a professional chef um, who is out of work. Her name's uh, Bridget. And so she sent me pictures and her stuff. It's like Chantilly cream. And it's got, it's got all these berries. And that. I don't, I don't, even, think, her, I don't I even know what that is. It sounds amazing. Yeah, it, it, it was it's holla. It's, it's, it was a casserole. It's amazing. Yeah. It's so colorful. And it's, and, and then she's like, you know, throwing down the gauntlet at me. I'm like, you're literally a pastry chef. You should be making better French toast than I am. <laughs> yeah. It was amazing. It looks, I'm looking at it right now. It's amazing. I think she has mint leaves on there too. Oh my gosh. It looks amazing. But, she made, I think she made this for herself. I think she's got like a side arugula salad on top of it. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Ooh, I had a, I had a brief phase where I was buying arugula and making small, like uh, salt, pepper, olive oil, and like lemon like salads for myself mm-hmm. i have never yeah. felt fucking fancier and more proud that was like the proudest two weeks <laughs> in my life and then i just then i just went back to being a shithead but for those two weeks man those arugula salads that you make for yourself <laughs> feel real good yeah right what are you what, what are arugula, you doing with this intermediate intermediate fasting and these arugula salads are you, are you training for something are you training <laughs> no, for the I'm apocalypse actually, uh, <laughs> i'm hoping to get laid again once this is all over i think i've realized <laughs> that if i don't have that immediate motivation that like somebody might see me naked. I really have no motivation at all. So uh, <laughs> yeah, so that's, that's where it's going. So eventually it's the idea of, I don't know if you guys remember what sex was. Um, <laughs> it was something that happened in the before times. Uh, <laughs> and uh, that's, uh, well, well, that's kind of, that's my main motivation for well, doing well, anything healthy. Well, Chris is quarantined with his fiance, so he's fine. I'm quarantined yeah. with my dog. Yeah, we're fine. And I don't know if my dog's no, going to be fine in 15 days. That was a disgusting segue. That's a, that's a oh week gift of quarantine. He's fine now, oh, but man. check back like in we, 15 uh, days. I, no one of the dogs keeps barking. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I have a roommate, uh, which I've never been more grateful to have a roommate because I think if I lived alone, I would be losing my mind. So it is helpful to have like another person just as like a barometer of what 
how sane people yeah. talk to each other, you know, mm-hmm. especially yeah. some like he's a he's a he's a funny person. So the fact that it's somebody who also has a goofy sense of humor really makes the days go by a lot faster. Yeah, that's that's super helpful. I, I don't know how people are doing it by themselves. Unlike me, that has to call up family yeah, members I've, and be like, "Hi, Aunt Susan, welcome to the Dyke Michaels podcast. How are you doing?" <laughs> you are being recorded, Aunt Susan, and I want you to keep your job. Uh, um, well, so, hey, Chris, how is the? Um, I mean, being in the same place with Beyonce, I've got a lot of friends who are in relationships and stuff. How is that? How is that going in week two? Like, any uh, any interesting things uh, popping up? Yeah, no, it's uh, it's good. It's just, it's good. It is uh, it's different. Well, I'm sorry. I'm I'm trying to think of the best way to do this because obviously we're being recorded, and I don't want yeah. to uh to stay on the river. But on top of everything, Amy uh her got into an accident on on the scooter, so she got into uh she didn't break her leg, but it was a pretty bad situation. She's in a cast now, so she oh no, kind of. And this happened like maybe two weeks before you know really hit the fan, so. She's been in a cast that whole time, so it's. I think probably it's a better question for her than it is for me because I've been able to. I can leave the house. It's like, hey, I'm gonna get some air. See you later, and then she's kind of stuck here. But it's been, it's Ooh, been good. Yeah. It definitely. I I agree with you. I think it's. I don't know how people are doing it without like someone to bounce conversations off. It's two weeks of just like staring at the floor and only talking to myself. I don't know what I'd do. How? Yeah, but, well, at least you have like now you know what you're going to be like two weeks from now. You can just look at your fiance, and you have <laughs> right. you have an exact like okay, my right. brain's going to deteriorate to this level, and uh, I'll yeah. be crazy. That's right. She's my Wuhan. Is what it is. She's it. She's our teacher. I know what it's going to be like two weeks down the road. She's my Wuhan China. Like, oh, it looks like she's on a downtick right now. I guess that's I got two weeks for that. Look forward to that. That's good. Yeah. No more coffee. Great. How right. how many uh, Ryan? How many hours a week are you working now? Um, I work three days a week. It's about 20 hours or so, um, which, if I'm being honest, is perfect. I kind of spent a lot of time getting this business up and running over the last couple of months. Mm-hmm. And I was scheduled to take a week off anyway, pretty much right around this time. Uh, so I'm still kind of in vacation mode. Like, I'm starting to get a little antsy. Uh, but I work, you know, just enough hours a week that I still, um, you know, get the benefit of exposing myself to the virus on <laughs> three days a week. So. It's incredible. Yeah, I'm. I'm in. A, are they? Are they doing? Are they doing things for you though? Are they giving you gloves and all that? What are they? Oh doing? yeah, I, I mean, was actually just thinking that. It's it's the same thing you see everywhere: gloves, sanitizer. I've never used more hand sanitizer in my life, and I think because I was a service industry person, I was so used to washing my hands once an hour, if not more. That like my basic habits have kept up, and it's pretty easy. I mean, we do have. <laughs> I will say, uh, without giving us too much details, we did have that first example of what you know is going to happen in this country where we had a crazy person come in and just touch things and yell at people, <laughs> oh, <for laughs> which real? is like, a, it's a really, it, it didn't happen. It didn't happen while I was there, but I had, I got called in to talk to the police after it happened. Um, yeah. So there are like wow. that, that, that section of humanity is starting to, to poke out. But I will say talking to like the other people that work at the store and the police officer, there's still way more sane people than crazy people. Like we were all just like, well, this is bullshit. Stay safe. See you later. I would high five you, but that's illegal now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that kind of thing. Uh, no, I, I totally get it. I, honestly, something that has been on the kind of in the forefront of my mind this whole time is people with uh, like homeless people and people with, you know, mental disabilities, <laughs> Because like the first answer was just like, well, they don't have a house, so we're not quarantining them. 
And like I work downtown at the city market. So I see like they, they, they are in just like, like drum circles outside, just hanging out. They're not social yeah. distancing. Yeah. You know? And so like, like, yeah. part, you know, part of me is just going like, okay, well, does it really matter if everyone is, if there's a significant, you know, think about places like San Francisco and Portland that have these huge homeless populations that are sprawling and out of control. Yeah. If they're just giving it back to each other and then, you know, we had come out of our hidey holes, you know, if we see our shadow or whatever, um, three months from now, like, are they just going to give it back to us? Like, I, like, I really don't know. I, I don't know how that works. I, I know now yeah. recently in San Francisco, I heard that they're actually housing uh, homeless people in some of these empty hotels, which I thought was a very interesting idea. Yeah. I've seen that. I've seen that. But I also, um, yeah, I also I, think I, if, they, if they do get it, I know that if you, if you do get it and you get past it, right. You essentially, once you get it, it's pretty rare that you get it again. You create those antibodies. I know that they did have a couple of known cases in Wuhan, China, where people did get it again. But I think for the most part, I think that's pretty rare. But obviously, I'm not a doctor. I'm, just, I'm Googling just like everybody else. But I, I, I'm holding Chris, you sound like a doctor. You, you, you have the confidence <laughs> of a doctor. I was, like, I, I'm not a doctor either, but you are way more doctorly than I am. Just based on what you're saying. I'm just, yeah, because, well, Dyke has been talking about this for a while. Like, and I said, yeah, you're right. That is crazy. What are we all doing if, if they're just out there kind of sharing it? But I think in Indiana, I don't, I've never, I have yet to find anything where Indiana is doing anything specific about it. But I think that that, is one thing I have seen is that, you know, in, in China too, and I think in New York they're doing this, where they're finding people that have had it and survived it and have kind of gotten over it and then taking their blood cells and creating antibodies out of that. So I think that, that that's encouraging. But again, I have, I have absolutely no idea. I don't know what happens. We all get out there. But, you know, they're, yeah, I don't know. I honestly, I don't know how that works for the homeless anywhere because I just don't know what they have access to and what they're hearing uh, and, and how much it does it. Yeah, I, think, uh, I, think, I mean, I see it. I live in, I, I live on the east side of Indianapolis, and especially being a, a grocery store that's that's still open um, during this whole thing is, we've been like providing produce packs to like basically homeless people and kids who are out of school nice. so they can come in, and, nice. and there's like pre-portion bags so they can come in and just grab it. Um, it's a cool thing. It's not like I'm not wouldn't say I'm a hero or anything, but uh, there are bananas in there. Uh, I, will, I, will, <laughs> I, I, I will, I will, I will say it, Ryan. You are a hero. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. None of it was my idea. And I literally just looked at the cash register anyway. Um, yeah, there, there's really, there's not a lot in place and it's really, you kind of have to set the boundaries yourself. Like I had a guy who comes in, he's always asking for grapes. He's this older dude. I don't know if he's homeless or if he's just a guy who spends all day outside. There's like, <laughs> there are people like that that have, you know, small homes that just don't fucking yeah. stay inside them at all. You know, like they're not homeless. They're just weird. Uh, and uh, this guy comes in asking for grapes, and he keeps trying to give me fist bumps and stuff. And I had to literally say, "Hey, man, let's keep your distance." He's like, "Oh, right, like on the TV." So I was like, "Yeah, they get it. They just, you got to, you got to remind them, like that, like this shit is real." That's all. Well, I, I'm still serving. Well, uh, I wouldn't say I'm a hero, but there's bananas in there. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. the name of the episode. Like our, our our first guest, bananas you know, she's she's sewing masks for healthcare workers across the country. And then we have Ryan, who is handing out bananas to people. So pretty much both heroes. Yeah, anybody who needs a banana, he's putting them. He's the guy right. putting them in the bag. Yeah, I've also been making masks at home, but they're just like regular old Halloween masks. They don't do anything. <laughs> uh, they're they're real spooky. They're, luch and, uh, they're luchador they masks. They don't work like very it. well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have just been going out in the street and just. 
Frankensteinering anyone who's too close to someone else, which is also exposing me, but you got to teach them a lesson. So that's what the mask is for. So they don't know who I am. No, no, Ryan, I know we're, we're kind of on the, we're kind of on the end of this. This is probably the last podcast that we can safely talk about this, but uh, have you been involved in watching the tiger King? <laughs> um, I, I mean, I would say like everyone I've been involved in it. I haven't watched a single minute of the show, which I, oh I personally am the kind of person that really enjoys absorbing culture from a, like a psychic distance. Okay. Like yeah. where it's like, oh, I'm not a part of it, but I still see all the memes. Like I knew who baby Yoda was like six months ago. I just watched the Mandalorian three days ago. <laughs> like I met, you know, I, I love being able to put it together. So this Tiger King guy, I'm, I'm pretty interested. What are, what are your guys thoughts on it? Zach, have you seen it? Have you seen yeah, it? Yeah, I've I watched all of it now. Yeah. Oh man, uh, it's so. It's what did you think? What did you think? Sorry. Oh, I I loved it. I thought it was great. Um, I uh, <laughs> I just thought it was funny because I was re-listening to like uh, last week's episode where Chris King is just like, "It's so awesome. I love it so much." And then like yesterday, he's posting like, yeah. I'm, "I'm tired." Like Tiger King has taken over all of my Instagram feeds. <laughs> One person gets it, and then they're like, "Have you seen Tiger King?" And all of a sudden, now I have 15 people that are posting that dude with his haircut. Like, yeah, it's a great show. I'm tired of seeing this guy's face. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh my god, everywhere. Chris, you're he like the guy in like the early, because the guy the early Metallica shows, which is bitter <laughs> that they're not popular and huge. Like, I don't, oh, man, know, I don't know how. So cool. he, he's a he's a Tiger King I hipster. Feel like this is a, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> this was the first. Yeah, I don't know how it happened. <laughs> I don't know how it happened, but I feel like I feel like I'm just watching. I'm just on Netflix constantly, and if something new pops up, like oh, thank God, I don't. I can stop watching Parks and Rec for at least three hours, and that's how <laughs> that's how it happened. Like finally, something new. So I think I'm just seeing everything, and then that's the thing that people just kind of latch onto. But oh my God, uh, it is really really good. It's it's just so much. There's just so much. It's so dense. Every episode could be is essentially as a movie because so many things happen and then they're like oh and now we're going to talk about this in the next episode and every episode ends with this cliffhanger of like what are we doing who are these people <laughs> I, I i will say this i wonder I, how long that you know go ahead no i was just gonna say that like uh it's an amazing documentary but also like we don't live in that water cooler world that like of the 90s and the early 2000s where like everybody watched something at the same time and then everybody was kind of talking about something but it was literally like the entire usa had to stay home and then this crazy thing comes on netflix and so it's just like that was going to be popular to some degree but the fact that everyone's trapped at home and has nothing else to do and this is actually crazier than what's actually happening crazy to the world right now (laughs) you know yeah (laughs) That's so valid. Right. So well, and that even, like, it, even a scripted series couldn't come close to make it, like, there's no way you're going to watch fucking Channing Tatum in a mullet, like, wrangle tigers and be like, yeah, I, I believe that. Like, yeah. That really happens. Yeah. Like, oh, no. Really th- have, if if this was a scripted show, if this was a scripted show, you'd be like, this is uh, this is unbelievable. I can't. You know? <laughs> it's, too, it's too far yeah. out there. It would just be too zany. Like, if it were real, if it were real... It'd be like a Tim and Eric kit. Yeah. Yeah, it's just too zany. I would just be like, no, this is ridiculous. 
but it's real and it's just the way that it happens and how they it's just oh my god <laughs> I, it's so i mean that's the thing like, I, it, it's, it's so stupid you sound concerned everywhere. man you're <laughs> so the, the way that it happens and it just happens yeah oh my god. i am make me worry <laughs> i have uh, i have an aunt i have an aunt who's uh she's not uh she just owns three thousand tigers but she's just kind of like trash and she just does whatever and she lives her life in the best way and she just everything happens to her all the time and i always thought man she would make a great tv show and essentially tiger king is my crazy aunt times 100 if she had 3,000 tigers and it's everything i hope it would be here's here's a perfect example of how crazy this is and this this isn't really a spoiler this was something that i there's so much crazy shit that's happening so quickly your brain can't absorb it all like in in one sitting, so like there's there's a, a part yeah. there's a part in it where this guy you know he owns this like exotic zoo or whatever, and uh, one of the women that works for uh, the zoo gets her arm eaten by a tiger, right? And this guy's first thought, holy shit, his first thought. This is not even just real fast, like real fast, like I'm just gonna tell you, Ryan, this is not even a major plot point. In <laughs> it's not. Just, it's not. Okay, <laughs> this is not a major plot point. But his yeah, the woman gets her an arm ripped off every episode. Right? Yeah, but his, this guy's fir- yeah. first inclination after hearing one of his employees got a, a, an arm uh, mauled by a tiger is he went and changed into an EMS bomber jacket. Like that, and like they don't they, they don't even bring a lot of attention That's to so it. Dope. You're just like they, oh. don't, they don't mention it. They don't even mention it. But just all of a sudden he's wearing an EMS bomber jacket, and you have to like have it pointed yep. out to you like. Oh, that was his go-to move. Like, okay, we're in serious mode. Let me go get the MS bomber jacket on. Yeah, nice. And the, as far as I know, I don't know if the ambulance ever shows up, at least not on camera. And <laughs> yeah, he just puts that jacket on. And this is the thing. This is how crazy that show is. They do not even make mention of this jacket, of the fact that he's done this. It's the fact that like, the only time he ever wears that jacket is because this woman got her arm bitten off. His immediate go-to, probably before he even calls the cops, like, got to get my jacket. Put the jacket on. They don't mention it because there's no time. There's no time to mention it. And he'll delve into the jacket. There's just too much yes. to do. There's no the, the, time. The narrative, of this, the narrative of this reality is moving much too fast to be stopped moving too for fast. something as like paltry as a woman getting her arm ripped off by a tiger. That's amazing. You could easily do 30 minutes just on what his relationship is to that jacket and when he pulls it out <laughs> and what warrants the jacket. You could do another 30 minutes show just on that. Oh, I'm, I'm sure doing, that there's no time. I'm sure that everyone's going to have 30 minutes on fucking Tiger King. I mean, I was going to ask you guys this. Can you imagine what the stand-up landscape is going to look like immediately after this? Like, oh. how it's going to be impossible oh not to... I mean, it's going to be... It's almost going to be terrible. It's going to be like going to church. Like, you have to do it. <laughs> you have to get it out of the way. But it's not going to be fun. Like, no, no like, everyone's going to have the same... I'm thinking. I'm even thinking of, like, funny comics I know from the area, and I'm like, I don't want to see you do 15 minutes on this shit. Like, I yeah. just lived it, and you're fucking great, but even you can't spin this into a way. I mean, I guess, like, maybe this will yeah. be time for, like, the, the absurd weirdos to shine, like people who just did nothing topical ever. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm excited to see what their <laughs> crazy-ass brain came up with in the last, like, you know, 30 think, days or I mean, whatever. What, what we'll see is, like, I think it's going to be that, or it's going to be what, what it was like actually getting released back into the world. Like, I think that that's that's going to be the the trope that people are going to lean on is like, Hey, how was it when you got out? When I got out, I did this. And like, that. I oh yeah. That. I, I think you also, know, also prisoners th- telling stories. Yeah. I think also it depends on like, 
you know, if if you're trapped with, you know, if you, if you were quarantined with your girlfriend, then you could be like, oh, you know, and just kind of transition into your relationship bits. If you're like a parent and you had kids, yeah. you could, you, you know, that's a pretty easy transition to be like, oh, I was trapped with the family. And then you just go into your like, my daughter said this, ha, 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 or my girlfriend was acting crazy, you know, yeah. bitches be crazy. And then all the single people are going to be like, I did a lot of jacking <laughs> off. Really do. <laughs> I did a lot of jack, yeah. a lot of masturbating in March. <laughs> yeah. I would say my uh, my masturbation has stayed the same. Uh, and I'm also surprised that I'm still on the same porn. Yeah. I figured by now I would start stretching out into like weird territories. Uh, so we'll check back in in a couple months. We'll see some kind of freaky shit I'm into. But for right now, still uh, still the Neapolitan motherfucker I've always been. So that you, that you look at white, black, and red porn? Is that what you mean? And strawberry. <laughs> and strawberry, strawberry porn. Uh, that's that's cartoon. Uh, no. <laughs> he's, he's like, he's like, no, I'm just, just like every other person, just watching, watching Smurf porn, just like everybody yeah. else, just a regular like everyone, watching But only, porn. but only a third of the time, because uh, <laughs> uh, it's a third of the buck. I, that was, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm de- there's definitely vanilla in me, but I'm not entirely vanilla. That's why I, I use Neapolitan as an example. So Ryan, last time, last time we talked to you, uh, when we were talking about comedy, you were like, kind of kind of half in half out you you know weren't quite sure if that was something you really wanted to stick with have you been doing have you been doing comedy have you been doing i mean not obviously in the past two weeks but uh, <laughs> like since we talked to um, last yeah i actually i had picked up on it and um i so this i'm gonna go back to kind of actually how you and i met dyke uh i think the first i got i was really into the open mic at the dugout that you were a part of and I love going to that. Uh, and then that got closed down. Like I did it like twice. And I was like, fuck yeah, this is my room. I love it. I already know a couple people. This is going to be an easy start for me. That gets closed down. Then I start going to the shoe fly mic in the basement. Uh, that starts going really well for me. I get like a compliment from like a local established comedian who says nice set. And it's like, well, she probably wasn't lying. I hope not. Uh, I don't know why she would say that. Not very funny. Um, and uh, so then the shoe fly one got closed down and that moved to Union Jacks. And I went and did Union Jacks the second week it was open, which was the last week it was open <laughs> before the quarantine shut down. So I think I should not be allowed to go to any comedy mics ever because as soon as I express an interest in them, they fucking close. So uh, that's what I've really learned from this whole scenario. But yeah, I was act- I was picking up on it. I was doing good stuff and writing new material. And then, you know, this went down. But uh, there are worse problems out there than me not being able to tell my what porn am I watching jokes. So I disagree. I don't, I don't think there are worse problems. Um, that is what the world needs right now. Well, uh, thank you. Yeah. I mean, do you, uh, guys, I was going to ask you like one last thing. Do you, uh, do you, uh, think back on the last set that you did before the quarantine and you're already worried that like, fuck, is that going to be the last thing that people remember me for? Oh, well, let me, let me tell you on the, I don't know if it was the last, I think it was like maybe the second to last time I mic'd. Um, I thought it would be a hilarious bit to go and spray Lysol on the mic, um, <laughs> then not address it. And then, um, what I did, I didn't shake the host hand and which every, all of it got a big laugh. Um, and now 3000 people are dead. So that was the last thing I did on a comedy <laughs> stage. <laughs> well, so you, you were smart and dumb 
people laughed at you for being smart, which really says a lot about this country. So thank you for exposing the real problem, Dave. Uh, we are out of time, sir. Thank you. Wow. Thank you so much for uh, rejoining yeah, us. Ryan. You know, I, I know there's uh, our listeners out there. We're, you know, worried about you, wondering what happened to you. <laughs> <laughs> Just, yeah, no, I, uh, Chris, Dyke, I really appreciate it. This has been really fun. It's, uh, you know, hey. I got I got some time to kill, man. So this really just fit nicely into my schedule. <laughs> do you have uh, do. do you have any social media plugs you'd like to get out there? Uh, no, you can follow me on Instagram, Ryan J Raider. Like everyone else, I'm doing weird stories about stuff. Sometimes I'll just do boomerangs of old movies. So if you want to watch Jurassic Park and like 150 installments of boomerangs, I'm probably <laughs> going to do that. Soon. Uh, <laughs> that's it. Nice man. Nice. Well, uh, it's always fun having you on the podcast. Uh, definitely, de- de- definitely brighten my spirits today. I, I feel the same way, Dyke Chris. I really appreciate it, guys. I'll uh, hopefully yeah. I'll be able to see you sooner than later. All right, brother. yeah, yeah. You'll come on, and we'll do we'll talk into an actual microphone, not on a phone. That's <laughs> that's what we're all looking forward to. I'm really I'm very very excited, very excited. All right, thanks a lot, guys. <laughs> all right.